Hello, and welcome to the Tom Hammond Podcast. Okay, uh, episode five, series one, rattling along with these now. Um, tonight, well, this episode, I'm going to talk about fitness myths. Um, the world of fitness is a strange one. The, the fitness industry is a strange one. I'm not sure I know of any other industry on earth that is subject to so much conjecture and opinion and argument and counter-argument and myths, you know? It's, it is a strange one, really, and maybe it's a time for another podcast to go through the whys and the wherefores of that. I'm just going to talk specifically about 10 myths tonight and why they're not true and why you shouldn't listen to them. But I don't think there's any other industry that is subject to so many myths. I really, really don't. It's it's a strange one. And at the end of the day, the big problem with that is that you, the fitness layperson, as I said, I'm the consumer, the, the man or woman in the street who wants to learn how to get healthier, fitter, leaner, etc., just ends up getting let down. You do. You end up getting let down massively. And... I think that it's a factor in why a lot of people give up because they just don't find the guidance or the calm they head in the tail of the information that they hear. So let me try and clear a bit up for you this evening. Let me try and help. So fitness myths. Number one, spot reduction of belly fat. Now this is a big one you hear all the time, right? I need to reduce belly fat. And then I think finally we got rid of this particular one. It's what you need to do is loads of sit-ups to spot reduce belly fat. You know, I do a reduce belly fat, stuff like that. Well, technically speaking, being a pedant, there is no such thing as belly fat. There is, inside your body, there is muscle and blood and water and tendons and ligaments and fat, body fat. And body fat goes all over. Now, it just happens that, um, especially with guys, the fat accumulates around the midriff, the waist area. It doesn't mean there's such thing as belly fat. You can't spot reduce it. And if you believe in spot reducing uh, belly fat, then I believe that your brain was probably spot reduced at some point in the past. Now, if you want to get leaner and lose body fat, you need to be in a calorie deficit. And you need to lift weights, or resistance training at the very least, and you need to sleep well and you need to consistently do those three things and you can look at your diet and then it will happen all right so myth number one there is no such thing as spot reduction of belly fat or any fat anywhere on the body and talking of calorie deficits that brings me to myth number two that something else other than a calorie deficit result in weight loss. High fat diets. I bought into it years ago when I was first a PT back in 2014. Oh yeah, there was a, there was a there was a phase in the world of fitness that for a while it was all to do with high fat keto, no carbs. You know, it didn't really matter about calories. It was all to do with insulin resistance and stuff. And I, those those things do exist. All right. Once again, it's not a podcast for that, but it's unfortunately wrong. The fundamental truth is that if you want to lose weight, you need to be in a calorie deficit. And anything else you read and anything else you hear is wrong, plain wrong. And you should not listen to it. 
right? You've got to get your activity levels up, even if it's walking, and you've got to get the calories down. Now, people will go, ah, but what about keto? keto? Yeah, well, keto is less calories. You know, if you're, you're taking, you're removing your food group, you're removing carbohydrates from, you, from, you, from your foods, from your diet, that's usually a lot less calories, you know? Any other diet that you can think of ahead, it usually means reducing calories. It's, and it's just given a fancy name, all right? But underneath that, calorie reduction. So, myth number two. There is nothing else out there that will make you lose weight other than a calorie, calorific deficit. And for just so you aware, all right, I touched this a couple of weeks ago, but let's, it's worth pointing out again. <clears throat> Start off, general thumb, 20% under your maintenance phase, all right? So what I mean by that is, is if you've got 2,000 calories, as your maintenance calories, that's, your, that's where you're usually at. Go down to 1,600, 20% less, all right? That's a, that's a good rule of thumb to start with. Okay, uh, number three, training and exercise can make up for your dreadful eating habits. Not really, no. You cannot eventually outrun a bad diet, it will catch you, all right? It is about, here 80-20, don't you? I think it is 70-30, 75-25, something like that. But it's majority the diet, right? That's what's going to make you A, lose weight and be healthier. You know, because you can be smashing it out. And you might be as a person caught between, well, you know, especially in the old days, not so much with COVID and everything, but I think in the old days, the corporate life, the people I would see, some of the people I would see, heavy drinking culture, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday night, what I'll do is I'll do two classes on those days and that'll give me a deficit to go drinking and eat crap food. Well, you know, that's not the way to be training anyway, all right? Training is fundamentally about progress and you're not progressing if you're doing that. You're really just sort of slowly losing, if anything. Um, so your exercise, you can't and it's just, you know, Oh, I can exercise so I can eat shit. And you can't really, you know? You can't do that. And you wouldn't want to anyway because you train worse and you feel rubbish and you're being healthy. All right, so exercise and eat well. One hand washes the other. Number four, women and men should do different exercises. Now we've all heard this one. Luckily, I think we're finally getting away from it. You know, so women should do body pump and lots of cardio and cross trainers and spin and bums and tons and you know, all about those glutes and the legs and men should do big weights and never work their legs. No, everybody, man, woman, beast, whatever, goat, should do weights. Alright? Resistance training in the world of fitness and health is king. It changes your body shape. It improves hormonal control. It gives you more muscle mass, which means you will have less body fat. More muscle mass means that you will have a higher metabolism, which means you will have a higher amount of burnt calories at your natural sitting around level anyway, all right? Plus you'll look better and you'll feel better when you look in the mirror. You'll actually see changes, you know? One of the reasons people give up is they slog themselves to death with cardio and don't really see much difference and they think, what's the point? All right, so it is a myth that women are meant to do different exercises. No, you shouldn't. All men, all women should be doing lifts, okay? And you should start off with just the basics. Deadlifts, squats, 
pull-ups, overhead press, some kind of bench press, dumbbell press. All right, stick to it. And then we lead, leading into that, number five, leading from that, weights will bolt women up. No, 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 no. You hear this one a lot as well. And it, you know, <clears throat> from my experience as a personal trainer, and I've run classes where, you know, I, I run weight-said classes, another trainer can confirm this, that you, you get some girls come along to it for the first time and they're like, oh, you know, usually they're spin and hit and they start shifting weight and I'm, and 99 times out of 100, those women, those girls love it. They absolutely love it, you know? Uh, they're like, yeah, I love lifting weights, you know? And <clears throat> my girlfriend, Holly, <clears throat> she loves training. She's hit and before we met and running and stuff and a little bit of weights, I was sure. I taught her how to lift weights. She loves lifting weights, all right? Now there's that for a start, right? <clears throat> because you will see a difference, as I said, a myth four. But the other thing is you will not bulk up because a female does not possess the requisite testosterone in your body to be able to do that. If it was that easy, every guy lifts weights would be like Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, bulking up takes years of work, volumes, intensities, going through mesocycles and microcycles, in a lot of cases taking steroids and you know, growth hormone, all that type of thing. You know, and eating and eating and eating and eating over a massive calorie surplus. Alright, so and even then most guys get it wrong because they don't diet properly, you know, they don't get it right. So Weights will not bolt women up. They will make you more muscular, yeah. But they will make you, you'll look better. You'll be lighter. Your clothes will fit better, all right? You will feel happier. I know it, I, know, I guarantee it. I've seen it time and time again, all right? Women will not bulk up by doing weights. Okay, number six, stretching for exercise. No, once again, we don't wanna be doing it. Stretch after your exercise. When you warm up, <clears throat> for whatever you're doing. If you go to a class, if you've got a good trainer on board, you'll notice that it's what's known as dynamic movement. That means you're doing something on the move. It might mean you are doing something like uh, dead bugs, uh, hip openers, squats, single leg squats, shoulder rotations, something like that. The thing is you're moving, right? It's called dynamic warm up. So what you're doing is you're mobilizing your body and your muscles to, to start working out. And then you are increasing your blood flow, your heart rate, your lung capacity, and you're preparing yourself for exercise, all right? You should not stretch before exercise because you're not really, it's not doing anything, it's not preparing you correctly. And plus actually, studies have shown that if you stretch a little bit before exercise, it actually makes you weaker and could impair your workout. Stretch after your workout because what you do then is that you, when you, especially if you lift weights or something, you shorten the muscles, so you need to lengthen them back out. So that's when you, you do some static stretching. At the end of the workout, you do not stretch before you work out. That is a myth. You should not be doing it. All right? Number seven, uh, being sore is essential for growth progression. You know, it happens to a lot of people. You see it, or you see it on Instagram, the message, yeah, you know, so-and-so made me so sore last night, uh, my legs fell off and I died. You know, and things like that. Um, yeah, all right. It's a sort of a, badge of honor, but really it's meaningless. It's just your muscles are adapting. So initially, if you don't do something for a while, then yeah, you're gonna get DOMS, all right? And it's just a bit of an adaption, it's a natural process. But as you go on, as you become accomplished at your cardio exercise, rowing or cycling, 
or lifting weights, you know, big squats, big deadlifts, your muscles won't get sore. That doesn't mean you're not progressing, you know? Progressing is, you feel, you know, a waist sort of a belt not looser. For your clothes fit you a bit better. You're lifting heavier weights. Your PT says your technique's better, right? Uh, faster times, whatever it might be, that's progression. Progression is not soreness, not being able to walk for seven days, you know? That is not progression. That is, you've killed yourself or you've done something that's far too intense for what your body is prepared for. So that's a myth, being sore, all right? Okay, number eight. A little bit uh, forensic, this one, but it's true. You should never do isolation exercises, okay? Um, now, in the explosion of fitness, especially in the last five years, it's all big lifts. CrossFit's done this, and it's not a bad thing. It really isn't, all right? You know, big overhead presses, clean squats, deadlifts, and that's all you should be doing. And you definitely should be doing those exercises. Right, but what then comes in is a little bit of this kind of dismissiveness of doing sort of bicep curls or shoulder raises or a dumbbell press or lateral raises. You're working the muscles, all right? Sort of isolating. So you should always do compound exercises, all right? You should always do them because, you know, bigger testosterone boost, bigger anabolic muscle growth boost, um, more calories burn, you know, injury prevention, teaching your body to move and lift in the, in the right manner, all this type of thing, all right? But you should not, neglect, uh, sorry, you should not neglect isolation exercises. They're really good for you, you know? I heard someone say once, and it's true, right? That if you're building a house, if you look at weights in your body as you're building a house, the compound exercises, such as deadlifts and squats, and by the way, compound means you're moving one or more muscle groups in a lift. So with squats, for instance, you're you're working your quads, your hamstrings, your rectospinal muscles, your abs, and your glutes, all right? So that's a compound movement. It's a different set of muscle groups working together. But what I mean is the compound exercises are the foundations of the house, and learn to do them first. The isolation exercises are the decorations. So with any house, the decorations come after the foundations. But you should be doing them. And you know what, as well? If you're training correctly, and maybe you have a PT, and that PT is training you correctly, actually, the isolation becomes a bit of a compound anyway, because if you're doing standing lateral raises or arm curls, you've got to create torque, screw your heels into the ground, set yourself upright, brace your abs. So really, you're using different muscles. So they become a little bit compound anyway, really. So always do isolation, but don't neglect compounds, right? But you should do isolation. Okay, uh, cardio. We're going to talk a bit of cardio now, number nine. Uh, it's going to tone your bum, legs, etc. Hip training will make you ripped. Uh, and, you know, this will make you lose weight. No, it doesn't, you know. Uh, I think this is, I thought the preserve of the women quite a bit, you know, this will come in and they run, run, run. And, you know, spin gives a little bit of resistance. So there's a little bit of tone there. But because you're not progressing, you know, weights are so good because you progress. So because you're not progressing, you know, your, your muscles just get used to it and they don't, you know, they're not getting an increased load. So just running endlessly, just doing endless hit will give you some tone, but it won't give you what you really want and, uh, and, and hit, especially is subject to diminishing returns. So the thing with hit is, first two weeks, you, you'll see some quite nice results and you'll think you cracked it, but that's your body adapting. 
once your body adapts, it's not going to go much further, all right? And you're going to have to work harder and harder and harder in here. And you're already working at 110%, right, when you do here. That's the nature of it. So it doesn't work, all right? Once again, it goes back to what I've talked about. You've got to be doing weights. Training is progression, all right? And progression is lifting weights heavier, higher reps, lower reps, whatever your particular training cycle is on. So cardio definitely has its place. I love a bit of cardio. I love being fit. I love the feeling of being fit. It's great, okay? And it helps your brain a lot more. And it is more activity. So probably, you know, in terms of weight loss and that, but it won't change your body shape. You'll just get thinner, all right? If you want to tone your bum and your legs, you're going to have to lift weights. Or tone any part of your body, you're going to have to lift weights. Okay, and then uh, the last one is probably a fairly common one. Uh, I think we hear it a lot. Um, that is, the more you sweat, the better your workout. Uh, no, sweating is just water. You sweat out some salt. That's why your salt tastes a bit salty. Your sweat tastes a bit salty, sorry. Uh, you will sweat out central minerals like zinc and stuff. You might sweat, you don't sweat your toxins out. You sweat hardly any toxins out. Maybe a small amount of something. Uh, you might sweat the booze out a bit, yeah, okay. But mainly, majority is just it's just water with a bit of salt in. Alright, so if you're not sweating, doesn't mean you're not working out properly or well. It goes back to the soreness one. Yeah. It doesn't really mean much at all. You know, you could be sweating because the aircon's broken and you're not, you're not working at the required rate. Um, you are sweating basically because your body needs to cool down. That's why you're sweating. So you're just hot. Remember that. That's all it is. You're just hot. You're not working out well. All right. If you sweat, you're hot. Remember you go on holiday and you sweat, you're laying by the pool. It's not, you ain't working out, are you? Apart from your arm lifting your pina colada to your mouth. Right then, those are my myths. Those are my ideas and thoughts and opinions. As ever, listen to this podcast and, you know, share your thoughts with me, message me back, say, you know, Tom, you're a moron, you don't know anything. Or Tom, I love you, you know, you're the best thing since sliced bread. Whatever, somewhere in the middle, probably more likely. But I'd like to hear, because feedback makes these better. And I hope you enjoyed it. And, you know, see you next time or listen to you next time.